Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. During a small period of peace, two Hussites have decided to join a caravan traveling to the Hussite bastion of Tabor. By accident, they have found the remnants of an unholy text and have suffered ever since. Join them as Brother Jan, played by Chris, and Sir Reinhard, played by Craig, walk on the edge of damnation with Slavic as the storyteller. If you'd like to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night and on Discord at Twin Cities by Night. If you'd like to help support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. In the year 415, Jan Hus was betrayed and burned at the stake for heresy after being given a free pass to travel to the Council of Constance, which was to end the papal schism and reform and root out heresies from the church. Four years after Hus's death, discontent with the corruption of the church has reached its peak and conflict broke out between the Catholics and the Hussites with the first defenestration of Prague. Decades of war have followed. It is the year of our Lord, 1424, Nearly a year after the legendary undefeated Hussite general Jan Zizka succumbed to disease during the third anti-Hussite crusade. The crusade is over now, and the Catholics were once again defeated, but this is no time for peace. Famine and disease plague the land, and war is on the horizon once again. During this time, a small caravan of Hussites is moving towards a bastion of Hussite faith, the city of Tabor. During their journey, the caravan stops to rest near a burnt-down village. Hello, and welcome to session one of Inferno. So, as we start, the caravan is all in all uh, about 200 people strong. Most people there are either merchants, their families, or their armed guards. There's also several people who are going to the city of Tabor for religious reasons, or we simply go there to bolster the Hussite cause with their sword arms, or mace arms, in the case of the Hussites. You have been on the road for quite a long time, and finally, it's time to rest after several kilometers of marching once again, several days in a row. As you break down camp once again, for perhaps the third day that you have been with this caravan. Tell me your reasons why you're going to the city of Tabor. Please, let's start with Brother Jan. Yes, I'm going to the city of Tabor because I'm going to the headquarters of my movement, of my cause. I've been on the road. I've been traveling. I've been spreading the word, trying to get people to arm up in resistance either with weapon or with mind or with words. And I find that now I need to come back, almost recharge my batteries of sorts, and then once again, go onto the road and help promote the cause. And you have been very successful in promoting your cause. In fact, even now, during this short time of travel that you've traveled with the caravan, you have actually gotten a small gaggle of followers which listen to your stories, which you tell them whether it's from the road or uh, quotes from the Bible, which you seem to know almost by heart. Yes. Yes. Sir Reinhardt? So Sir Reinhardt actually feels uh, quite out of place, surrounded by 
majority of people who have different views on the faith in him. And his his official he gives people is he's sending a message from his brother to the bailiff of Tabor. Though uh, on his way, he's kind of like taking the time to you know reflect on some of the actions that he's been responsible in the previous uh, years and you know taking the time to get in his mind closer to god by you know being surrounded by all this temptation and he's been using the time to catch up with his uh his chaplain uh father uh thomas so he would probably notice a lot of these uh hussite knights and while his family is in name moderate hussites uh, he's always felt that more akin to the catholic faith so he's been kind of keeping to himself a lot lately and really only sharing company during like meal times or with his uh, squire or his confessor indeed sir reinhardt probably has a tent all on his own so he can afford to be alone not so for the others of the camp. Many, of course, are sleeping under the bare skies. Yes, it's currently June, so you've been walking mostly through fields and such, and you've seen people working the fields and harvesting. So that's always a very busy time. Uh, fortunately, no war is going on at the time. Otherwise, there, there'd be no one to tend the fields, as there were in times previous. Always a good sign. And so we shall start... First, with Brother Jan. Jan, you are at a small campfire. You have a gaggle of followers that, or followers, hangers-ons there with you. They're interested to hear your stories. And because they are themselves, of course, are usually Hussites. Some are children. And they've gotten used to uh, sharing bread with you and hearing uh, stories from the Bible and of the time in the war from you. Young one, with that bread... Here, hand me a piece. And I motioned to one of the kids. Yes, one of, one of the kids, an orphan who's sort of gotten stuck with a caravan, sort of breaks off a part of his bread to you. Here you go, Brother Jan. And I take the piece of bread and I put it in the middle of my palm and I kind of like put it to where the whole group can see it. And I kind of, I'm sitting on like a log right now, I assume around the fire. And I'm looking at some of the adults and I'm like, you see this right here? You see, I do. Yes. And you saw the people we passed when our caravan today worked in the fields, right? I did. I did. Yes. Do you, young one, has anyone ever told you, little one, about the Psalms that King David wrote to sing praise to the Lord? Or did they hide it from you like those Latin pigs tried to do? I've never heard from them. I think the priests, they only used to speak in Latin where I'm from. Yes. They don't want us to know the words of Latin. And then I cut into Latin and I say, but a lot of us do, and we can combat them with their own language. And then I go back to my native tongue. Yeah, the common folk are sort of a, a, a completely enamored with you. There's like, I guess, seven people there listening to you. The thing is, they don't want you to read. They don't want you to write their tongue because they hide the word of God behind secrecy's money and a language that they only know. But we are changing that. And it comes to this piece of bread right here. There's a psalm that King David wrote, Psalm 119. In it, he says, I am laid low in the dust. Preserve my life according to your word. I give an account of my ways and you answer me. Teach me your decrees. 
cause me to understand the way of your percepts that I may meditate on your wonderful deeds. My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Keep me from deceitful ways and be gracious to me and teach me your law. What King David says here about being lone dust means being humble, sowing the rewards. But also what he is saying is that there is a communication that goes between us and our Lord and Savior. No language, no man in jewelry and robes, no Latin Spaniard can stop you from that relationship. We are one with the earth and dust, just like how this was made. And I motion with my head towards the piece of bread, and I go and hand it back to the child. And since we do that, we have commune with God, and we are able to talk with him. Don't forget that. We will win this, and we have, we have won in the past, and you too can talk to him. There's no need even for me. Do you all understand that? One woman asks, a woman you recognize is Marie, from, you've heard from the camp of her. Is it true that you can speak to God? We all can speak to God. And God communicates to us in our own ways. We all have to learn how to listen and how to apply it. You see them over there, and I motion to these tents that are set up where some people are sleeping. You see that there? Oh, I do. I do. They travel to the same city as us. They say they follow the word of God. Do you think they do? Well, I would certainly hope so. They may say. They may pay lip service. They may even draw blood for the cause. But would they be sleeping under there with their lavish comforts, knowing that brothers and sisters would be sleeping out here? Do you think our Lord and Savior would do that? When Jesus walked in the Holy Land and he washed Mary Magdalene's feet, did you see him say, no, I will not sit outside and do this. I'll sit within the comforts of my tent, away from the sun, on cushions, warm and protected? Or was he out there with Mary Magdalene when he did that? with his disciples. Who do you think communicated with God? Men that stay in tents or men who are out trying to spe- spread his love and his forgiveness? Oh, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, what do you mean by that? Do you think they aren't holy? I do not say they're not holy. They're misbegotten. Between them and the Latins and Spaniards, there's only a thin separation. But... Here's the thing, sister. We, you and me, and these people around the fire, and others around other fires, the ones who are in the dust to get God's guidance, we control, and we can control together. And those people in their tents and in their comforts, if we chose so, would lose those comforts and would be forced to live like us in God's glory. Just remember that. You have the power. They do not have the power. What they think is power is merely a facade that they hold on to. Remember what Jesus did to the money lenders. Remember what Jesus did to the rabbis. He flipped the table when it was time to show that their wealth meant nothing. We will flip the table. It is the meek who will inherit the earth. Yes, I've heard in Tabor that no one starves there. I hope it's true. Out of character. Is that true? I don't know. No. Okay. Uh, city like any other, but they, they used to have a sort of pseudo communistic thing going on in like uh, 1420, but that didn't last very long. Sister, we are trying. And with you behind the cause and with you spreading the word and helping getting others behind the cause, we will be in the glory of the kingdom of heaven. And Tabur will be that. Tabur will be the new Rome. 
minus the decadence, the greed, the materialism, and all that follows that. And on that note, let's go to Sir Reinhardt. So Sir Reinhardt is probably standing uh, outside his tent right now. You know, it's probably getting a little bit darker, and he looks over to this group he sees sitting around um, around a fire off in the distance, and he calls to his sire, Peter! Peter! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think I will have meat tonight. See that the horses are hobbled and that things are set up. I think we have a bit of bacon, and try not to water down the wine too much. Yes, sir. I'll I'll ask Sir Alois to for his best. Sir Alois is sort of uh, one of the merchants funding the caravan, so he has much of the resources. I shall be right away, and he sort of walk, walks out. Ah, uh, don't not tarry about it, lad. Get a move on. He sort of starts skipping or running a bit faster. Yes, and, sir. Um, yes, sir. And as uh, Peter. Wa- you know, hurries a bit more away. I'm going to make my way over to the tent, which we have Father Thomas set up in. And I believe it's time for confession. Ah, Reinhardt, my friend. Come, come. I've been waiting for you. Ah, bless you, Father. How are you this evening? Ah, my child. Quite well, quite well, though the years have not been kind. By the good grace of God, you shall have your reward. Now, tell me, uh, do, you ha- do you have a minute? For you, always, always, Sir Reinhardt. Uh, I-, I motioned to pair cushions that are on the ground in his tent. Of course. Shall we sit? Do you want some water? Something to drink? Uh, to eat? Uh, not right now. Uh, the squire is uh, preparing a meal for us. and But be- be- before, uh, before that, um, you know, the necessities must be done. Of course. So please, tell me what troubles you. Yes, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been about two days since my last confession. I have I have thoughts in my head, angry thoughts. And although I have not sinned in action, I have sinned in my own mind. I've, I've seen these ungrateful peasants around here, and they do not know the, the splendor and glory of God. And I've seen myself committing such acts against them, and... Is this wrong, Father? Is it wrong to think? Yes, to think about violence on another. It is wrong, but it is not as wrong as committing violence, actually. But there are, of course, other circumstances. The people outside, one should consider, are they people? They obviously do not believe in the glory of the church. They wish to destroy it. Yes, they would see Rome sacked to the ground. All these monuments to our faith, which inspire so many people throughout the world, they'd wish them ground to dust and distributed amongst the sands. It, it hardens my heart so, and I believe that's the inspiration of my wrath. I, I feel greatly for what the trials of Tabor will bring to both of us, and I, I pray nightly for the Lord to deliver us through this trial, uh, at least until we can conclude our business there. But I feel that he is testing me in this, testing my faith, testing my resolve. Prayer is good, Sir Reinhardt. It brings peace to the soul, but you must not forget to commit to action when the time comes. Yes, if the, the Holy Father and the Pope allows it and condones it, it is just indeed. Indeed. Fortunately, <laughs> we only have one Pope now. 
a decade yes. ago, you'd have to choose between three. <laughs> yes, uh, we, we laugh now, but I, I remember when I was just a young squire myself, and there, there was so much confusion in the world. And, I mean, all these people of, of Moldovia are, they're so confused what's going on. I, I know my brother's trying his best, but they, they must learn what's really right. They must learn for as as you read from Exodus to me, the, the Lord is a man of war, and the Lord is his name. We must be ready for action when the time comes. Indeed. Christian, he must be kind. He must be thoughtful. But he must not be tolerant. Yes, and with that, Sir Reinhard will kneel and cross himself and ask mm. what his penance is. Yes. As your sin was only in thought, I would ask that... For your next confession, you do 30 Hail Marys, 20 Our Fathers, and with this, I absolve you of your sins. Bless you, Father, and Sir Reinhardt will cross himself once again before departing, because he probably smells the bacon cooking. (laughs) That he does, yes. The squire's there. Uh, He has the food ready. Looks a bit burned, though. Sir Reinhardt will grumble a little bit and I'm sorry, sir, I'm sorry, sir. I, I just had to had to make sure the wine was uh wasn't too watered down. And the horses? Uh, all stable, sir. Or as stable as can be. Very good. You may go. Of course, of course. And Peter goes outside, probably he probably sleeps outside, right? Probably like right at the door of the tent. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Reinhardt will um, finish his um, meal and then look out and watch the congregation as the embers of the fire are slowly, slowly dying in the distance. Yeah. Yes, you see a uh, young Hussite delivering a fiery sermon to a group around a circle. Yeah, he'll see that. Pointing too. towards somewhere in your direction. So Reinhardt will turn his back, probably silhouetting himself against the moonlight and disappear into the tent. Okay, then. So... The fires are sort of starting to die down. People are starting to go to sleep. And just before you, both of you, start sort of dreaming or entering the world of dreams, you sort of vaguely remember some talk around camp about this town being devil-touched or something of that sort. Uh, There was apparently an evil book written here once. You're not quite sure what kind of book it was, but it must have been a terrible thing from the way the peasants reacted. And as you fall asleep, Sir, oh, well, or Jan, you have a dream. In your dream, you're walking through a field of corpses. It's clear that this is a battlefield, but none you recognize. On the trampled grass, you see men and horses alike strewn across a meadow. Slowly, you come to the terrible realization that both sides of this conflict were Hussites. The fallen battle flags with chalices on them stand out on the battlefield. You see on one side, flags are mixed with the flags of the Crusaders and flags of the cross. You wonder what happened here and why brother was fighting brother. Before you can find answers to these questions, you find yourself drawn to a corpse laying on the grass. You sense a feeling of familiarity before you manage to turn the corpse. And once you turn the corpse, you see it has your face. 
And then you wake up somewhere unfamiliar, grasping a page and a voice inside your head. So if the voice inside the head would introduce itself. Hello. To whom do I speak? My lord. My my savior. Is that who I am to you? I must be if you say I am. If not, I don't know. Oh, what year? It's been too long. Tell me, who are you? I am Brother Jan. I am your follower, my lord. And I, as I'm like clinging to this page, I'm like looking down at the page and like getting to my knees right away and putting my forehead onto the ground while I start to commune with God. Mm. Are you? Are you my lord? I, if you want me to be, I suppose I am. What, what, what do you mean you want me to be? My lord, you are my strength. You're my refuge from the oppressed, a stronghold in my time of trouble. You have troubles? Yes, we all do. We await the glorious return of your son. My son? Who are you? I have been called many things. One called me Hagalaz. Uh, yes, I was called that many times. You, you, the Roman scum sent you on me with their vile and infernalistic ways. Romans? You are not my savior. I thought they I thought they were gone. Have they truly survived so long? You get out of my head. I start praying in Latin. And right back into Latin is like why are you why are you saying things? Is that what is the purpose of your chanting? Get out of my head I am afraid I am not in your head. I we are more entwined, I suppose. No, no. I will not let your dirty Spaniard Roman evil ways affect Spaniard? I I am not familiar with the Spaniard. Where do you come from? Why are you here speaking to me? I am here because you have freed me from this page. Where I am from, that... I have been asked that many times. Each time, I cannot give an answer you can understand. I look down at this page that he speaks of that I woke up with in my hand. As I'm on my knees, I like lay it out before my eyes as I sit up for my knees because I realize that it's not the Lord speaking to me. The page is an illuminated picture of a sleeping man over which a tall and very corpulent figure is standing. You can't see its face, but you can see that its hand is outstretched towards the sleeping person in a sort of mockery of a guardian angel or a saint. So it is a mockery. It's not an actual guardian angel or a saint. It's definitely dark and eerie. And Oh, yeah, definitely. You try to tempt me. Your temptation will not work. I simply offer relief. You cannot offer relief to a man who is strengthened by God. I have no desires. I have no possessions. Neither have I ever wanted any. All I want is to bring God's glory to this earth, you evil, wretched spirit that speaks to me. You demon. You can tell your Spanish masters. You can tell Lucifer himself. You can tell the even evil Roman church that is a mockery of my Lord and Savior's word that it will not work. That while you may strike me down, 
and you may try to corrupt me. There are hundreds of thousands of more who are ready to take up arms and make this world into the paradise that it is meant to be. You talk a lot. So many words bouncing around in that skull. Don't you just get tired of all those buzzing, of all their fiery things? It's Isaiah chapter 26. Those of the steadfast mind you keep in peace because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord of you forever. For the Lord God, you have an everlasting rock. The Lord is my strength. I do not grow tired. I do not grow famished. I simply continue. You will not stop that. While you are vile and wretched, you too have came from the Lord. And I will use you as a tool to strengthen me, to build my perseverance. You wish for strength? I wish for nothing from you. I wish for you to go. That will give me strength. I cannot leave. Then you are not as mighty and not as powerful as you think. I I do not think of my power. I know it. They know it somewhere else while I pray. I continue to chant in Latin as I pray. All right. You, you, you wear yourself out with your incantations, shaman. Stop, stop that. Stop speaking. Silence. All right. And on that note, let's go to Sir Reinhardt. As you go to sleep, you have a different dream altogether. In your dream, it is dark, and you are standing in front of the gates of Rome. The gates are broken down, and the only thing that pierces the ever-encompassing darkness is the fire coming from the tops of the city spires and the screaming of men, women, and children. As you float through the gates, you feel slightly lightheaded and realize that you see an army pillaging the city. You recognize the scythes, maces, the tried and true weapons of the Hussites in the arms of the pillagers sacking the city taking everything in a battle-driven frenzy. The next thing you know, you're in the Vatican, standing in St. Peter's Square. There you see carts of pillaged art, gold, and gems, hoarded in massive piles, which are distributed to greedy looters. Near the square, you see men lined up in formation, taking orders from a hooded figure on a horse. You go closer, but you cannot see the figure's face. And the last thing you hear before we wake up is the hooded man saying, Burn this church to the ground in the name of Huss and God. No! And you wake up also with a page in your hand. You wake up in a wine cellar. And you also hear something in your mind. It's just a dream. Just a dream. You seem quite awake to me. Just a dream. Where, where am I? Hello? I walk around and see if I can inspect where I am. Your voice echoes, but you realize that you seem to be in a wine cellar. You see barrels there. They seem dry. You don't feel like you've been drinking. No idea how you've gotten here. I take a look at the, the vellum in my hand and inspect it. You see a pair of eyes, or rather painted eyes. And in them, you see a reflection of gold. I move the the page around, and does does it look to be like 
like that the gold uh, paint that that some of the illuminators would have used in some of the manuscripts. Oh yes, it definitely looks like a manuscript from a book someone would have written. You're not quite sure. Maybe it has. You know what? Roll me a religion plus intelligence roll. One success. That evil book. Wasn't it? Wasn't it called the Devil's Bible? I inspect the page. I vaguely to, remember. To the edges appear that this page had been torn. It's, it's, a, it's a big page. Okay. It's massive. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. But yeah, you're sure it was torn from a book. Hmm. I you have many questions. Hello. Who is that? Where am I? Peter? There's a barrel to your right. And there you find a loose nail. I look down. You do find it. I wiggle the wound. You can you can sample the wine. Whose wine is this? Oh, I have no idea. Do I feel like like I've been here for a while? Well, you feel like you've probably something like you've woke up in the middle of the night, so you've probably slept for a couple of hours, but you're not sure how long. What's your name? You do see stairs coming out, you know, where you can go up. What's your name, confused man? I'm Sir Sir Reinhardt of Malakov. Who are you? Where are you? I, I can't see you anywhere. I am the voice of reason. Peter! Peter! You may also you call sh- me Bilvis. <laughs> Peter is not my name. Who? Bilvis. I don't have a title or a family name. I'm, I'm very sorry. Where, where are you? Why can't I see you? I am in no place. It's very hard to explain. I I look around. Am I dressed as I was for bed, or... Yes, you are. Look, looking around, and I want to inspect the rest of this wine cellar. I, I see the barrel to my uh, right, and I see the stairs going up, but does anything like look out of place? Is there What's the light level like? Uh, well, it's dark. You don't see. There's like a small window opening ab- above you at the end of the cellar, but that's the only... Well light you see moonlight so like it's pretty damn dark there but you also see that it's very dusty and it almost seems like it's covered in soot and you notice that your clothes are also covered in soot partly from laying down there how did i get here belvis that i'm not quite sure about but maybe we can trace back your steps do you by chance walk around while sleeping has it ever happened to you no, I usually sleep like the dead. <laughs> and uh, Sir Reinhardt will start kind of pacing around and just try to get his bearings. He's a little shaken up right now, to be honest. Are you sure you don't want to try the wine? <sighs> I mean, I suppose I might be a little thirsty. I, I look around for a glass. It will or calm there, your head. There is a cup or several cups nearby. You see they're also very dusty and covered in soot. I pick up a, a likely-looking one and kind of use my garments to kind of clean clean it out a little bit. and then Of course, yeah. Loosen the nail and let some wine go into the goblet. Mm-hmm. A small trickle flows down into the goblet, and you take a sip. Oh, hello again, folks. I'd like to tell you about the Facebook group we run called White Wolf and Onyx Path RPGs Gameplay and Media. 
Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions, so that your media could get the attention you deserve. The group is specifically run with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. The group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow, with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.